And uh, Mike's got a heart out of 10, everybody. I'm Michael Marinello. And I'm Robert Mathers. And on this episode of All Time, just how far does the Led Zeppelin radio list cabal really go? It would appear that the mighty Zeppelin just might be out for world domination 38 years after their last studio album. Um, are we rolling? This is the most important podcast that you will hear right now. This is Of All Time. Ah, yes, it's nice to live on a world where, uh, in a world where we're still controlled by uh, the ghost of John Bonham. You know, everybody thinks that uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss has this, like, I'm out for money all the time. So that's fine. Let, right. let him try and sell you Kiss coffins and things like that. Um, right. What's interesting, though, is I think that Jimmy Page, especially if you follow him on Instagram, uh, mm-hmm. where he posts where he was in that day and time. He's like everywhere. Uh, it, it's um, right. it's fascinating. Exactly. I, I heard somebody posit this, Robert. Uh, and uh, as a as a Zep head, uh, maybe you can comment that um, in their solo career that, you know, Robert Plant, even when he's looking backwards ish, uh, roots ish music, he is still always looking to look forward, change things, kind of forget his Zeppelin past. Whereas Jimmy Page is kind of still milking the Zeppelin cow, as it were. Thoughts? Nope, you're absolutely correct. I think Robert Plant, well, Robert Plant has had a more prolific outward solo project. Right. Uh, period. Yep, exactly. Uh, than Jimmy Page. But the reason we're bringing all of this up is mm-hmm. because um, Sirius XM Radio on their classic vinyls channel, like most yep. of the other channels at Sirius XM, decided, hey, let's do over Labor Day weekend a over air uh, traditional radio trope and let's run a bunch of flipping countdowns. <laughs> and you had uh, hit me to this one. It was the Sirius XM's top 50 albums turning 50 countdown list. And we, I saw the voting for this after the fact. It, it took a little hunting and pecking, but we were able to uh, find the list on their Facebook page for for exactly. classic vinyl. So, uh, some somebody somebody on their website design team needs uh, to do a little yes. slightly better job. Um, so. I know some people if you're uh, if you're interested. Uh, <laughs> so here's the deal: uh, SiriusXM polled the listeners of the classic vinyl channel, and they. Pulled a list together of the top 50 albums that were turning 50 as voted by the listeners. So the the, the parameters here were uh, the album had to come out in 1970. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm assuming it had to be a rock record since classic vinyl is is a rock channel on Correct. the Sirius yep. XM. So those yep. are the parameters. Mm-hmm. Uh, as usual, Mike, a music fan, and me, a music <laughs> fan, and someone who has a little bit of industry insight from spending a quarter of a century in, uh, or more actually, in radio, uh, that's yep. our bona fides to attack yes, this exactly. a little bit. So, shall we <laughs> uh-huh. jump in? Exactly. Yes, let's jump in. And uh, a, a question for you to, to at the end, I, I want to get into kind of uh, the, the cynical ploy behind this, but uh, let, let's let's begin at the beginning, as, as they say. This was the top 50 albums turning 50, so, but we're in, in Radio Free Jersey tradition. We're just going to go with the top 20. So number 20, Moody Blues, A Question of Balance, 17 August 1970. Number 19, Cat Stevens, T for Tillerman, 23rd November 1970. And you're reading the release well, dates out for uh, just for those yeah. of you who are like, why? Why is he giving another date? That's when it 
was released yes. uh, to, to the general public. Yes. The Who, live at Leeds, uh, May 23rd. I'm going to just stop saying 1970 because every this whole list is about albums released in 1970. <laughs> Black Sabbath, Paranoid, September 18th. And The Doors, Morrison Hotel, February 9th. So... Uh, I think there, I, I don't really have many quibbles. You know, it's, it's, you know, as with all of our lists and all of our discussions, we tend to uh, think of things that, um, you know, as we get higher in the list, we question why they're that high. So um, I don't think any of them here I would move up. Maybe, you know, if you're talking about the birth of heavy metal or a, you know, one of the founders of it, Black Sabbath, if, if that's your kind of take and, and uh, interest, maybe I'd move that up, but I think that's fine where it is. But uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm open to uh, to other thoughts and ideas. Robert, what do you what do you think? Well, I think it's important to note that 1970 was somewhat of a transitional year in music. Uh, sure. We were yeah. leaving behind the uh, kind of groovy 60s, uh, yep. and we hadn't quite gotten into disco era. Thank God. Mm-hmm. So this was a sure. really good, prolific period in music, but we were getting the second wave of uh, so the older established acts, the British Invasion acts from the yep. mid to early 60s, uh, were changing what they were doing. In some cases, we're, we're going to not do it that long and you had a a number of younger acts and you had some so it was a great sort of transitional period so the top 20 though of course the reason we we always attack the top 20 is because this is really supposed to be the top of the list the cream of the crop i don't necessarily know i would have put cat stevens in any top 20 uh, (laughs) that i was doing because i cannot stand this record my mother played it ad flipping nauseam when I really? was growing up she loved that T for the Tillman record and to uh-huh. me it was just whiny I'm not a Cat Stevens fan there are a few tracks that I I, I can kind of get behind I just don't like this album however I have to take my personal feelings out of this and realize it was a big record for him and helped right. launch him uh, now, as an artist that- so I can see if you're going to Put in right, and if this is voted, and this is voted (laughs) primarily by people who um, were around at that time. Remind me, Robert, since you probably have it etched in your brain in your in your hard drive, as it were. That that's that has the wind on it and peace train and. Yeah, okay. And that and okay. it's that's the peace plus peace train was played at like every youth group thing we went oh, to. Of and course. then when I was in that Anarev, my friend. Yes, and when I was in that and then that <laughs> kind of led to this little cult thing that yeah. I'd done. Uh that was, you know, just it, it it how do I explain a peace train for anyone who doesn't know peace train? If you are old enough or young enough, but you're somewhat familiar with um, Shiny Happy People by R.E.M., this mm-hmm. was that back then. Right. Uh, I was about to ask you if there's any albums on here that you had not listened to. I, I'm i sure I've heard songs off of Moody Blues. I've never listened to or tracked it. Uh, a Question of Balance. What What's on that? Uh, educate me. There's, aside from Question, the lead track, yep. I... Um, I don't know any, I mean, it's how is it uh, we are here and the tide rushes uh-huh. and don't you feel small. Okay. It's none okay. of these songs I would, uh, you know, I can, I can come up with. That's basically what I yeah, want to know. That's I, where I, he I, whines on it, right? <laughs> exactly. Where else, when else does, does, um, you know, when else does Justin Hayward not whine on a Moody Blues record? Uh, 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 
anyway. Right. All right. We think we've exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. But yeah, the so Who Live at Leeds. That's a great. That was a great Who record. Uh, certainly yep. to your point about Black Sabbath. You know the yep. the birth of Black Sabbath. This is this is uh, you know prime Ozzy Osbourne, Tony right, Iommi. Exactly. Um, yep. And you know we get one of the last Doors records here, and Morrison Hotel is a great record. So definitely would yeah. put that in there. Let's move to uh, the next five. Number. 15 Woodstock music from the original soundtrack May 11th The Beatles Hey Jude <laughs> February 26th Cash Grab um, uh, Santana Abraxas um, September 23rd George Harrison's All Thing Must Pass uh, November 27th and James Taylor Sweet Baby James on um February 1st. Now, it's funny. You think um, when you were going off on uh, your discussion of Cat Stevens, T. Tillerman, I know equal amount of people who would say the same thing about James Taylor. A little bit more later era James Taylor. Uh, this, I think you're still you're still in the Apple era of James Taylor. Mm-hmm. His, yeah, this is the second <laughs> record. Right. So, uh, but like, you know, I, I remember one of my brother's girlfriends at the times like, yeah, well, you know, college is just a bunch of people singing, you know, sitting around strumming an acoustic guitar singing, you've got a friend. <laughs> so, um, it's very much kind of the way you described hippies and their Cat Stevens, uh, peace train loving. There is a great bit from Dennis Leary's No Cure for Cancer record from 1992, where he talks uh-huh. about, um, you know, parents suing Ozzy Osbourne for uh, their, their child committing suicide. And he said, you know, right. if, this, if, this, if if that's a thing, can I sue Cat Stevens and James Taylor uh, for making me a pussy in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. So um, here's something interesting. I know and I've I think I've listened to your version, but I've never owned or listened to my own copy of Woodstock soundtrack. Um now, here's another interesting thing, because uh, these things are so close to each other. Um, Abraxas Santana, that was like their first big hit. Mm-hmm. Now, wasn't, now, I believe Abraxas, I mean, Santana was not known all that much before Woodstock, um, the, you know, their the performance concert, at Woodstock. Right, yeah. And the, their, the versions of songs that were put on this uh, music soundtrack. So uh, it's just kind of fascinating that those both came out in 1970. And that's kind of like how you have the birth of Santana, you know, rock God. Yeah. I, I mean, this is, uh, he does the Fleetwood Mac cover of Black Magic Woman into, you know, a Gypsy Queen, right? So he does a sort of traffic mashup. This is the album right. that he covers uh, Tito Puente's Oye Como Va. Um, yep. those are the two big hits, uh, mm-hmm. off of, off of Abraxas. Yes, this is, yep. this is people going, holy crap, this guy's really somebody. Um, right now, apparently he, it kind of like he was a, a, la- a late addition or somebody just said, all right, th- you know, maybe it was Bill Graham who was producing him or managing him and said, all right, go play, go play Woodstock and then kind of stole the show type of a thing. Right. So Woodstock, the concert happened in August of 1969, famously. Right. And they rushed the movie out. I mean, the Mm -hmm. fact that this, the movie was printed and mastered and they were able to get this record out under a year. Even yep. under a year is great. Right. Um, right. Just to deal with the lawyers. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> and it's more notable if you realize, I mean, a lot of people say they don't, 
I was at Woodstock. No, you saw the film when you heard that you heard the record. Right, um, exactly. What else that I like in this? Uh, I would have put George Harrison's All Things Must Pass a little higher up because it is yes. a, a fantastic album. However, um, yes, well, we'll you get can into take the Beatles. Hey, Jude and shoot it right into the yeah, sun. That's the Beatles. Hey, Jude. Uh, I have a problem with this right away. Right. That it's even on the list. Yeah, uh, it exactly. is not Our, a canon record. Okay, uh, Robert, I'm going to give you a little quiz. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows uh, Robert and I are big uh, Beatles fans, huge Beatles fans, big George Harrison fans. Can you name five songs on the Beatles' Hey Jude album? That were only on the Hey Jude album? No, just that, that were on this album. Other than Hey Jude, I'm, uh, that's cheating. So uh, give me give me uh, four or five songs that you think might be on this album. <laughs> Uh, I believe this was the uh, hard version of Revolution, which Correct. was a single. Um, yep. It it uh, this was a dumb. It's a greatest hits record, right? Because it had Can't Buy, yes. Can't Buy Me Love. Uh, exactly. I should have known better. Uh, Rain nice. is on it. Uh, uh-huh. I believe this is the first time on an album we heard Lady Madonna because that was a single. Yep. Um, My lord, Robert, you are a Beatles genius. <laughs> I, 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 those songs make absolutely no sense to me, and the fact that you pulled that all out is amazes me. Can't buy me love. I should have known better. Paperback writer, Rain, Lady Madonna, Revolution, the the hard rocking version. Hey Jude, obviously, and uh, and then the Ballad of John and Yoko, and Don't Let Me Down, and um, Old Brown Shoes on it, right? Because that's the, yes, So exactly. basically, they took a bunch of the singles. Yep. That weren't on a record, except Rain is on Revolver, right? right. No, uh, it's not. Uh, 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 yeah, Revolver isn't Rain on a Rubber Soul. It isn't. They were they were they were singles between the two of them. Rain and Paperback mm. Writer were singles. So, but I should have known better. And Can't Buy Me Love were obviously. See, on. I think Rain was on one of the American. Oh that, yes, which, for sure. Which, so, yes, yes, yes. But yes, when yes, we yes, say yes. this is not canon, it, so this is basically the first greatest hits record. Um, uh-huh. If I remember right, this was the first Alan Klein thing, mm-hmm. right? Yep, it definitely it definitely seems to be. I had it as a cassette, yep. and as I was a, a child learning the the canon of the Beatles, uh, and mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't know what we mean, canon are the original twelve, the British, the original yep. twelve British. Um, releases uh, by the Beatles um, to do anything other than that. When the Capitol Records in the United States um, right. played with some of the lineups, especially in the early days. Some of the albums are exactly. different, but we, we talk about yep. the original 12, um, mm-hmm. and that includes Magical Mystery Tour. Correct. Um, yep. And it, it basically goes from uh, Meet the Beatles to uh, Abbey Road, or Let It Be, yep. rather. Exactly. As you hinted when you said this, yes, this is a cash grab <laughs> yes. uh, for not necessarily the Beatles. Although I'm sure somebody had to sign off. And at this point in time, they were like, I don't know, Paul, what do you think? Right. Well, we're going to make a little hookie dookie money off of it, I think. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I do like the fact that George Harrison is higher, you know, beats that. Yeah, exactly. All things must pass beats that. As and, it should. Yes. And, and we'll just might as well just tell everybody now uh, of the other, you know, th- there were only two Beatles that released solo albums in 1970. Paul McCartney and George Harrison and All Things Must Pass is colossally a better record than yeah. McCartney McCartney. And I love McCartney McCartney. Exactly. Yep. All right. So before we move into the top 10 and while we're talking about yes. records, mm-hmm. uh, sure. we do another podcast. Yes, we uh, do. 
And it is called? It is called the Radio Free Jersey Record Club, and uh, which is basically, as Robert once put it, it's uh, Oprah's book club without books or Oprah. It's uh, Robert and I just uh, waxing poetic uh, about albums we listen to. We give each other an assignment each week to listen to an album as many times as we like, do some, do a little research, and then we, uh, you know, we pick through it and discuss it and break it down and nerd out. So uh, if you like hearing us ramble on about your favorite music, um, check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy some of our deep dives. So that's the Radio Free Jersey Record Club. Also, wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Moving into the top 10 here on uh, the 50 albums turning 50 that was put together by the uh, kids over at Sirius XM. Yes, uh, the Guess Who, American Woman, a favorite of mine. Uh, that came out on March 1st. Number nine, Credence Clearwater Revival's Cosmos Factory. Uh, that came out on July 16th. I believe that's maybe one of two albums they released in 1970. We can get back to that. Uh, Van Morrison's Moondance, January 27th, 1970. Neil Young's After the Gold Rush, 19, um, uh, September 19th. And Derek and the Dominoes, Layla, and other assorted love songs, which came out on uh, November 9th. I think that's a great collection of albums. I know, I, I think even before we jump into it, I know Robert's going to uh, go off on uh, Neil Young uh, <laughs> being kind of a brilliant jerk, but uh, that I'll, I'll, I'll keep it polite. But I, I think that's, I like all those albums. I've listened to them all. I've tracked them all. I love them all. So uh, American Woman has a, probably the most filler of the bunch, um, mm. but uh, but you know, you know, that was kind of your, your pop stars back then where they had, you know, AM radio two you know, two and a half minute songs <laughs> they were cranking out. So. Lester Bangs fake. Give me the guess who <laughs> exactly. They have the courage to be drunken buffoons. So I, I, I don't really have a, qui- a quibble with all any of these songs. Uh, any uh, well, of these I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would put the guess who this far up. I would yep. put the, 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 um, I, I would put the Doors Morrison Hotel mm-hmm. certainly in the top ten. Cosmos Factory uh, is a uh, it's a great uh, CCR record. You're right. Pendulum was also released in 1970. Yep. Van Morrison's Moondance, great record. Uh, one of the you know first entrees into uh, us discovering uh, the Irish Cowboy. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and yes, I will. After the Gold Rush is a great record. Say what I have said about Neil Young being a colossal asshole uh, for his <laughs> I was entire being career. More per- polite there. <laughs> oh, I at this point, why be polite? At our age, Mike, why be polite? <laughs> it is a great record, but it also demonstrates what a colossal asshole Neil Young is because <laughs> his other group uh, had released a record earlier, and he decided, you know. Screw it. Nowadays, an artist will let a record breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and uh, Neil Young just can't do that because right. he can't stand to not be in the spotlight, even though he hates to be in the spotlight. Sure. And I can, I, if Eddie Vedder ever hears this, I'm going to get smacked in the head with his surfboard over this. <laughs> and Derek and the Dominoes, of course. Uh, am I a little sad that it, it, it ranked higher on this list than All Things Must Pass by George Harrison, considering the yep. fact uh, that it's a, an entire record about. At the time, George's wife. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and another interesting cross pollination there: a lot of the same musicians are on both of those albums mm-hmm. as well. So to talk about proving just, that everybody gets along, uh, you know, 
peace and love and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> all right, let's move into the top five, shall top we? Five. Simon and Garfunkel, Bridge Over Troubled Water. I believe that was their breakup album. That was their their final album. I think. I think Paul Simon moves into his solo career after that. Yes. But, um, yeah. Uh, number four, Chicago. It is known as just Chicago, but uh, most people call it Chicago 2 because the first album was Chicago Transit Authority, which came out in 1969. So this was their second album, and this basically starts their naming every album with a Roman numeral. Um, <laughs> um, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Deja Vu, which came out on March 11th, and The Beatles' Let It Be came out on May 8th, and we'll get into that. And... Number one, Led Zeppelin three. Yes, Jimmy Page, you do rule the world. So I think it's important for us to mention why we did that whole Jimmy Page bit at the beginning and why we think there's a, a cabal. If you're just dropping into this podcast and you have not heard any of the other episodes, Mike and I, our mission, why we do this podcast, why we attack these radio stations and these magazines and what have you that come out with these greatest lists of all time and blah, 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 uh, and, and decide whether they're shite or not, uh, is uh, there's a radio station in the New York City area called Q1043. I used to work there. Yep. And uh, 20 years ago, in November, around Thanksgiving, uh, in, uh, 19, uh, in 2000, Mm-hmm. They did a top 1,043 songs of all time, greatest ro classic rock songs of all time countdown. That's what it mm -hmm. was. For to 19 years, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin has dominated that, has always been uh, the allegedly vote as voted on by the listeners of that radio station the number one song exactly um and I, we, I think you can you can hear robert's air quotes uh <laughs> when, while he's saying that i have held this theory for a long time that jimmy page is paying radio stations across the country especially classic rock radio stations or rock radio stations when mm -hmm. they do these type of lists that some led zeppelin either song usually stairway to heaven right or a led zeppelin album dominates that list at number one, um, you know, it is uh, we have a team of investigative reporters who are undercover and digging deep, and we hope to have some answers to that at some point in time. Now, what's interesting here <laughs> is which Led Zeppelin album was at number one? Yes. Led Zeppelin three mm -hmm. was uh, their kind of not really their acoustic record, but right. this was their answer to and uh to hey we want to do a laurel canyon type record right yep and this is the uh in 1970 was the changeover of that laurel canyon sound mm -hmm. uh which is interesting that none of those uh, well i take that back you have after the gold rush and you have uh, deja vu right in in here uh, right. in the top you know, certainly the top 20. So there is a little bit of, of Laurel Canyon in there. James Taylor does right. not flipping count. I don't care what <laughs> uh, Paste Magazine said. And you can go back and find that episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so I'm actually kind of refreshed that it's not a commercially... Led Zeppelin three is not one of the biggest commercial albums yeah, for you know, sure. because it does. It, it had a whole different set of hit a lot more deep tracks. Right. So if you are a real rock radio and a real Zeppelin fan, you might pick this. So this leads me 
a long way to say, I believe this list actually might have been voted on yes, I, by listeners. I agree. Because, yes, um, I, I think so. Because <laughs> that's the other thing. And I, I'll get to this. Uh, I have a, uh, what, let's just say it, a musical sweet tooth or a soft spot in my heart for the band Chicago. Um, I love Chicago, too. Um, having said that, I don't know how that's in the top five. Um, I would put it uh, further down the list. It is a great album, but I like I would put, you know, as you said, I as an artistic statement and songwriting wise, I'd put All Things Must Pass, Layla. I'd put those above uh, above it. Uh, yeah, definitely but, in the top five. So yeah, that's why I think, like you, um, that this is definitely something. You know, there's a lot of people that love those first couple Chicago albums and uh, and they voted it that way. And or it could be a programmer at Sirius XM, you know, the one guy that's in charge of, of manipulating the computer over there. That leads me to my other question, Robert. Do you think this um, is just, is this a, a you know, being a, a ra old radio hand, and if you do not want to answer it, I, I respect that. Do you think this is a way that radio stations try to, is this a, a known kind of ratings grab and like, Oh, all right. Well, no one seems to be listening to classic vinyl or, you know, our numbers are down. So let's just do some sort of, no, uh, the reason that you do countdowns over a holiday weekend, um, yeah. usually your full-time staff is out. Uh, listening is traditionally down on holiday what? weekends. See, so it's a this. stunt to try and get listeners uh -huh. uh, or keep your listeners rather. It breaks up the monotony, so to speak of your radio station. Again, it's a stunt gives you something to do. But the really cool thing for a rock station and a yep. classic rock station, because you have to, again, to keep interest and knowing that the majority of your listeners aren't as deep music heads as we are. And maybe some of the listeners of this podcast, you only really want to hear the hits, which is why on a uh, radio station like Q104 in New York or KLOS in California yeah. in Los Angeles, you are only, you know, you're going to hear the Beatles every 90 minutes. You're going to hear the ro late Beatles, right? You're going to hear the Rolling Stones every 90 minutes. Right. You're going to hear just the hits. You're not going to hear a deep song. And you, we had, when we had Ken Dashow from Q104 on, he explained, a little of this so you can go back and listen to that episode so robert before we we give our ultimate decision here do you um were there was there anything not in this top 20 or not on the list at all uh that you think should have i was just going through mentally as we were we were talking and i was uh, did, did a quick bit of research uh, the, the couple of bands i do not see in the top 20 that i would figure would be um pink floyd the rolling stones um, I don't see uh, anything in there for them. Uh, and then I realized I don't, uh, in looking at it, the Rolling Stones did not release an album in 1970, which is kind of, no, amazing. they did you get your Yagas oh, out. There you go. Yeah. So that placed it to number 26. Yes. It is very interesting that the Rolling Stones are not in the top 20, Yep. which again, it, but it perplexes me because you would think a programmer would want to put all the top acts in the top 20. Yep. Uh, you would think that a, the, the core listener of this particular channel mm -hmm. on Sirius XM would vote for the Rolling Stones, right. uh, but also get your yayas out. Eh, not a really big album. Right. Exactly. Well, it, now, now, so, you know, just really quick, because we're not going to debate it, but um, 
outside of the top 20 and and this list we're going to post in the show notes uh you know you'll find it if you look down at your your device right now Mm -hmm. and or on radiofreejersey.com yep uh but le grand funk is at 21 Mm -hmm. elton john uh his self uh his eponymous record uh is in their uh elp's self-titled album uh idle wild south by the almonds is in there uh john barleycorn must die great traffic record yep um you've got uh actually two Clapton records because his his day de- his uh his right. his Clapton albums in there. Yep. Um, you get two great the two Grateful Dead albums that came out in nineteen seventy. Uh, American Beauty and Working Man's Dead yeah, did make see? their list. Actually, there are two Elton John albums. Um, Rob, wouldn't you? I would move a lot of these off. Yes, move, I would definitely move those I, up. I would move them higher up. I would listen again. We we have. I mean, we've made room because of uh, <laughs> T for yeah. the Tillerman. Uh, hey Jude, not a fucking right, record. Exactly. The Kinks, mm-hmm. uh, Lola. Oh, yeah. uh, you and know, that, that's, that's the there. funny thing is that's uh, like, like if you know any later, you know later, you know after you really got me, era Kinks, that's what you know. That's you know Lola is probably the you know the biggest. That's what you'll hear when we do these, when we've done these other lists of like uh, classic rock songs of all time. Lola is usually somewhere in the top 20. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting. No, and and you know what? I actually, I misspoke now that I'm looking at the expanded list of 50. John Lennon did release a Plastic Ono band record in 1970, and that came in at number 43. Um, You know, McCartney uh, on that list? McCartney McCartney is on it a little higher up. Actually, I forgot. I, I realize I will take back some of the piss and vinegar I threw at Neil Young because Stephen Stills' self-titled <laughs> album did come out in 1970 right. as well. Um, so you actually have a, a bunch of acts that put albums out at the beginning and the end right. of that year. Some artists, you know, did do that. I mean, there were two Van Morrison right. records. So, you know, here, here's a here, I, I'm going to just uh, because, you know, I love to do this. Um I'm not the biggest fan of this band, but they are a classic rock staple. Um, Pink Floyd came out with an Adam Hart mother uh, in 1970. I'm not even sure if it made the list. And everybody forgot all about it. Yeah. By by 1970, this was the, these were the bench building years for Pink Floyd. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They didn't explode Mm -hmm. really until 1973's Dark Side of the Moon. For sure. And then... um, and another thing, uh, Yes is Time and Word album, their second album, which is kind of before mm-hmm. their, you know, kind of all their pieces kind of came together. I don't even think Steve Howe is right. in the band at that point. Um, so not, uh, leading to 1971's, um, 1971's The Yes album, which is kind of what makes right. them and kind of sets them off on a course. And then they, they came out with the Yes album in 1971 and then Fragile later in 1971. So uh, I, I guess uh, 1970 was kind of a, a building year or as you would say, a bench building right. year. So. All right. So overall, what do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm going to call a, a, maybe a, a, I would say like... Instead of a BS, non-BS, um, I would give it a B plus, uh, maybe a, a solid B. Definitely, um, I, don't, I don't think there's a super egregious errors off the list. I would maybe quibble with the placement of certain things, but, um, you know, yeah. Now that I'm talking myself into it, I'm, maybe I'll say B minus, slight PS. All right, I will meet you at a B minus purely for the fact that Hey Jude made the top 10. <laughs> Exactly. That's it. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up for this particular right. episode. Thank you all for listening to us and uh, talk about our favorite topics of uh, the Beatles, Jimmy Page's control of our, <laughs> our mind space and, and everything else. So uh, if uh, you want to follow us, you can follow us on our social media. 
That's Instagram at Radio Free Jersey, Twitter at Radio Free Jersey. We made that easy for you. And the website is RadioFreeJersey.com. And help us get up in the charts because, you know, if we're going to talk about lists, we might as well play the game. Head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. And uh, please give us a, a five-star rating. We would love it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Of All Time is written and produced by Michael Marinello and Robert Mathers. Music by Alibi. I'm Craig Peterson for Exit 30 Media. Stay safe, stay classy, and for sake, wear a mask.